Well, today we celebrate our, our, our patronal feast day of our particular church here, of our um, St. John Evangelist. And uh, I think in the future what I'd like to do is make this day a little bit more kind of special and maybe offer a Mass in the evening and, and do some special things connected with it and also to do that at the other churches for their patronal feasts as well. In addition to you know making St. Joseph the Worker a special day. Okay, so... There's no reason why we can't forget the individual churches. Also, it's come to my attention recently, um, and you know, as there's so much to know as a priest, it's it's impossible to be completely prepared before you're ordained to know everything. It's just impossible. So I'm, I learn a lot about the liturgy, you know, as I continue on in my priesthood. It's come to my attention recently that one of the things that's very important. Uh, for the liturgy is to recognize the day when the individual church was dedicated. So I don't know when St. John Evangelist or when St. Patrick's or when St. Michael's was dedicated, like what day of the year that was, or even the year, I don't even know. Um, so if anybody has access to that, like the day of the dedication of this particular church, um, that would be important to know, and then we can celebrate a special uh, a feast on that day as well. So those are some nice things to do in the future. But today we rejoice to celebrate our patronal, uh, uh, our patron saint, Saint John Evangelist. We look back in our corner here and we see his statue, and uh, we notice these kind of two elements that he's got. First of all, he's got a book and a pen and a, ha- a pen in his hands. Okay, what's he doing? He's it's his, he's the author of the gospel. Okay, that's what the symbolism is. And then there's an eagle right down by his, his right foot. And uh, uh, that eagle is uh, the symbol that's proper to St. John as opposed to St. Matthew, St. Mark, or St. Luke. Okay, Matthew has uh, a, an angel associated with him, and Mark has a lion associated with him, and Luke has an ox associated with him. I've given homilies in the past about what these animals mean. But the short and skinny of it is that for John, the eagle signifies a very elevated and lofty perspective on Jesus Christ. So that when you read the Gospel of John, you see Jesus from the most kind of elevated bird's eye okay, point of view. You see him from, from his uh, eternal nature, his eternal perspective. It's in the Gospel of John that he's referred to as the Word. The word. It's a very important concept. We hear in our first reading from the from John's epistle, it says what we have what was from the beginning concerns the word of life. The word of life. And then in our opening prayer today, see in our liturgy, it says, O God, who through the blessed apostle John have unlocked for us the secrets of your words. And the word here is with a capital W. It's a, it's a signifying um, Jesus Christ. And then in the beginning of the Gospel of John, it says, famous passage, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. All things came to be. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So what is this word? Well, um, it's a, an English translation of a Greek uh, term that has to do with the mind. Okay, In this case, it's the divine mind. It's God's mind. It's the mind that created and that governs the entire universe. 
and it's essentially invisible. The divine nature is invisible. Now I'm going to focus on our preface for this homily here. So I'm going to go to our preface, and we'll we'll hear our preface in a, in a little bit when we celebrate the Eucharist. And uh, this is the first preface for Christmas. It's the first option that you have to pray for the Christmas season. And this is how it reads. We've heard it already. For in the mystery of the Word made flesh, a new light of your glory has shone upon the eyes of our mind. For in the, mercy, in the mystery of the Word made flesh, a new light of your glory, O God, has shone upon the eyes of our minds. Not our bodily eyes, but the eyes of our minds. A whole new dimension of depth of God has been opened up for us with the birth of Jesus Christ at Christmas time. So this little babe in the manger, he's chubby, he's cute, he's got sparkling eyes, all that kind of stuff, but the bigger point is what can't be seen, not what can be seen, what can't be seen. So it's the eternal and invisible dimensions of God's love and the inner mystery of the Trinity, the relationship between the Father and the Son, that's what's been opened up for us with the birth of the babe in Bethlehem. It's the coming of Jesus in the flesh that has taught us about the Trinity and about the Word, the eternal words. So we're meant to begin with things that we can see because we're you know, physical, bodily, visible creatures ourselves. And so God teaches us by means of of things that can be seen and that are physical and bodily and visible, but we're not meant to end there. We're meant to begin there and end with the invisible. Okay, and so the preface goes on. For in the mystery of the Word made flesh, a new light of your glory has shone upon the eyes of our mind, so that as we recognize in Him God made visible, we may be caught up through him in love of things invisible. That's the whole point of Jesus becoming a man. So that he can take us and he can lift us up to love, the love of things invisible. Mainly God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. After all, this is why we were created. We were created to love things invisible. We were created to love the Blessed Trinity. So the eyes, not of our body, not our physical eyes, but the eyes of our minds would behold the invisible divine nature, would behold God for eternity. That is our, our destiny. That's our calling. That's why we were created. And that's why Jesus became visible, so that we could be caught up in love of things invisible and eternal. And it's St. John the Evangelist, our patron, who teaches us this more clearly than any of the other gospel writers, than any other evangelists. So today, my brothers and sisters, we continue to rejoice in the Christmas season, in the birth of the babe of Bethlehem, but we remember the ultimate destiny and the ultimate object of our love are things invisible.